Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome back to another Med Lasso. Delighted to be able to go back into the locker room. We're doing season one, episode six of Ted Lasso in this episode. Before we get to it, I thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. All right, we are back. It's Ted Lasso Season 1, Episode 6. On this episode of Med Lasso, my redoubtable partner, Dr. Syed Tabatabai, and I are joined by the unbelievably great Dr. Rocky Bayani. It's really cool when you get to talk with someone whose reputation precedes them and they blow it out of the water. Rocky is amazing. This was really, really fun. You're going to absolutely love listening to it. And it's really cool. We're churning through season one. We've only got a couple left to go. And it's fun seeing all of these great themes coming out and how it relates to what we're doing in healthcare and also just how we're moving through our lives together. Definitely check out the full Med Lasso archive. You can find all of it on the Explore the Space podcast website, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can also find Explore the Space anywhere you listen to your podcast, and you can just search for Med Lasso and you'll find us. Definitely join the conversations on Twitter about Med Lasso as well. Just look for the hashtag Med Lasso. There are people from all around the world weighing in, and it is totally awesome. Every week it grows. It is incredibly exciting. Definitely join in the fun. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, email mark at explorethespaceshow.com. And definitely follow along with me this week. I'm really excited. I'm going to the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting. The Society of Hospital Medicine is the big national organization for what I do. I'm a hospitalist. And we're getting together. It's going to be really fun. We're in Nashville. We're going to do a Med Lasso live show on the night of Saturday, April 9th. And on the morning of Sunday, April 10th, I'm giving a keynote address. It is called The Moment Before Our Future. I am so excited. It is a total honor. It is an absolute thrill. There will be tweets aplenty. So follow along and join in the fun. It's going to be great. All right. All of that said, let's get to it. It's time for Med Lasso. We're doing Ted Lasso season one, episode six with my buddy, Dr. Syed Tabatabai and the extraordinary Dr. Rocky Bayani. Let's get amongst it. Syed, are you done reading your cliff notes there, pal? It's time, <laughs> it's, it's time for Med Lasso. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Rocky is here. Rocky, welcome. It's so great to be here with you both today. I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. So full disclosure, I just finished, like, right before we hit go, re-watching season one, episode six. Syed is still <laughs> still reading recaps. <laughs> we normally record this an hour later, so I thought I had time. And I was like, oh, crap, this is gonna, this is going to be early. <laughs> and Rocky's locked in. Rocky's the attending. Syed and I are the <laughs> resident and the medical student who are not ready for rounds. And Rocky's just hanging out like I have my gentlemen. notes. I've watched the, I've watched the episode last night. She's read the supporting materials. 
She's ready. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm on up to date right now. <laughs> Actually, Rocky, why don't you run this? Well, you should take charge. <laughs> Ask Syed a question. Let's see if we stump him. Go. Give Syed a question. <laughs> Let me get my Google ready. <laughs> no, Syed, you can't read, you can't read notes on the round. Like- Okay, I just I guess I can't right, ask Rocky. Rocky for a letter of recommendation. That's all. Uh oh. Well, you never know. I have we have to keep an open mind, right? This is, we have to be have an open mind about this. You can't ask for a letter of recommendation. <laughs> the pressure's on. Rocky, you do. You're the attending. You have to ask Syed a question. It's just the way. It's this is the rules. What were the top three themes that came out of this episode for you? Uh, for my recollection of this episode, <laughs> the well, I think one of them is uh, rebirth, the idea of forgiveness and starting over. I think one of them, uh, you know, the idea of the ghost of the past and letting them go. I think one of them is uh, coming together as a team and what that entails um, the way you see Roy starting to take charge of the team and the way you see Jamie sort of sharing his past a little bit more. And they're starting to see each other now as, as, as whole people instead of just, you know, these these characters. And then um, I guess the third thing, I'm not sure. I'll get back to you in the third one. So you can look it up and bring it up to right in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't practice. Yeah. Maybe the practice, Ellen Iverson practice speech. <laughs> that was it's a bold move to straight up tell you're attending you're not prepared and i i applaud you but i i don't know man we might not ever see you again i don't know how this is gonna go oh my god i've never lost this now oh i love it did you ever have to just completely bullshit your way through rounds i did that ever happen where you're like i'm totally, totally. underprepared totally. this is gonna be a disaster absolutely yeah. i mean that's part of i think rocky can you tell can you tell when you're rounding or when you're in clinic with the team can you be you're a kind, excellent leader, but can you tell? Um, sometimes, but you know, you, you have to give everybody some grace, right? I mean, we're not always yes. on, right. so we have to. So I, that's why it's sort of like, you know, it's not an all or nothing. So you have to sort of just lead the team, lead students in the directions. If they don't know, it's okay because I mean, if they knew everything, they wouldn't be in school and they wouldn't be in training. So um, that's sort of what our purpose is to sort of help them. <laughs> I the thing that I liked about this show is it had a couple of displays of anger. And I was actually thinking about this that how do we sort of demonstrate like Ted gets angry a couple times in this episode, right? Uh, and he has the showdown with Jamie Tart. And there is that dynamic, right? Of the 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 superstar, but the superstar on the kind of hierarchy is lower, right? You're still answerable to your coach. And this does come up for us where there are times where we'll have somebody who is with us who is a superstar that right we use that term a lot for medical students and residents and yeah. fellows they are a quote-unquote superstar but there may be times where they need to be kind of called out and i think that that skill set of how do we address that when they're going sideways rocky how good at this do you think we are oh gosh i think it's really difficult right because it's that balance of if you want to have it make, you know, you want this to be a nurturing environment and you want to be able to make sure that people feel comfortable making mistakes, asking questions. And again, they're there to learn. So if they do make mistakes, you want to make sure that you can uh, address that, but then also be there as a support system. So 
I don't think you can ever get to that point where you're like yelling at somebody <laughs> or you shouldn't be. Um, and I don't think I ever have. So it's, it's just that you have to have a, there's a balance between like sort of being able to say, you know, you, you did this really well and we need to maybe work on this next time. I think it's interesting that you called it out the, the yelling part because Ted is for sure raising his voice and he's doing it in public. And I think as we talked about last time with Jesse Syed, like he doesn't do anything by mistake. He knew that, that Jamie needed to be called out, but he needed that, uh, acquiescence of, he needed the humility that comes with like your whole team is seeing you get dressed down. And that's just part of what's happening. Yeah. I think he understands that a big part of the level Tart's functioning on is kind of an ego driven level. Right. So he's got to right. find ways to find chinks in that armor and, and calling it out publicly is a big way to do that. It's a big way to do it. And then when you have the group where the group is grumbling, the whole team is grumbling. There's a moment that happens where when the team is together in the bar and they're talking about the curse and everything like that, and that they have to bring the item to throw into the curse fire. And there's the grumbling scene. And Roy stands up and does what you don't have to admit it, but I know for a fact all of us have wanted to do this. Stand up and say, look, we're all going to fucking do it. And the room will just go quiet. We've all wanted to do it. We don't. But my God, I, I had like a sense of catharsis just like seeing him do it. It was delightful. Yeah. And I think you're both just you nodding know, your heads quietly. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that, you know, it, you it's to, just sort of that dichotomy of like in that situation, right? This is a sports team. These are, uh, it's a very different situation in a learning environment, right? So in a, in that situation, even though it is work, I mean, you're able to maybe, you know, respond to these sort of things in a very different way than you would, you know, in our profession. So I think there's, there's different ways of handling things, you know, what's going to work, you know, what needs to be done, especially in that leadership role as you know, <laughs> as, as Ted is right. I mean, he knows his players and he knows what's going to work in, in those different situations, sort of like Roy, right? He stepped up and he was like, listen, guys, this is it. We're going to do it. Like that's, you know, there's no he if about distinctive it. Way, yeah, he has his own distinctive way of doing it. I think if he tried right. to do it like Ted, it would sound contrived. Like if I, you know, tried to underprepare like Syed, it would. Oh, sorry, pal. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. The other theme that I that I took out of this and I hadn't clicked for me before. The topic of toxic masculinity in Ted Lasso is reflected on a lot. Um, we had, uh, we've had some discussions about that and there's the idea of being an alpha dog, right? And again, in our profession, there's lots of flexing. There's a lot, there's plenty of posturing in our profession and we see how Jamie does it. We see how Roy does it and they're both alpha dogs for sure, right? They both have their little cohort. They both have their cadre. And then we meet Danny Rojas, who is the uh, absolute alpha dog, right? You see everyone's eyes just go wide when they meet this dude. He is a totally different kind of alpha leadership figure. When you first saw Danny Rojas, Rocky, what kind of thoughts did you have to sort of taking in this figure? I loved him because he's he has like this confidence, and but it's positive confidence. It's like he's bringing everybody together. There's none of this like... I mean, he says his name all the time, right? So it is oh. a little bit about himself, but I mean, he's, but it's in a way that's so endearing. Like you want to just sort of join him, right? It's not, I was thinking about this a lot last, when I was watching it last night, he, 
it, I mean, he says his name over and over and over again, but it's so, it's like, he's got this great big smile on his face and he has this great energy. So even when he had the playoff with, um, Jamie, when they were kicking the ball, um, it was still very like endearing, like, oh, you did that on purpose. Right. And then it was like this, let's, let's, you know, sort of, uh, you know, take turns doing it. And it was, you know, when Jamie missed, it was like, oh, that's okay. Next time. You know, it was, it was very like, um. I don't know. I loved his energy. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it too. And we're going to get to that scene though. Cause you and I read that scene totally differently uh, when they're, <laughs> when they're, when they're having the kickoff and I'm excited to get to it. But Syed, when you first meet Danny Rojas, you're like I have a Danny Rojas t-shirt for goodness sake. Like I don't do this stuff. And yet I have a Danny Rojas. Like what was your thoughts when you met, when you met this comet? He's such a force of nature. And I, I think yeah. one of the things that I love about Danny Rojas is of all the players he seems to understand innately, like on the most fundamental level, more than any of them, how lucky they are to do what they do. And the way he chants his name to me is sort of like he can hear the crowd chanting his name in his ears and he's running and he can feel them in his blood. He's football is life. It's like he's the one guy who understands, guys, we are 1% of 1% of 1% in a Premier League team and we get to do this. And like he... The way he's uh, he just pulls you along with him, and it's 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 so inspirational. Actually, like leaders like that, you know, their energy just infuses you, and it's genuine too. Which I, I right oh, out of yeah. the gates, you feel like it's totally genuine, and then you also get the sense of just a different way to be masculine. And they don't pretend like again, nothing is by accident. Like this guy's got the long flowing hair, <laughs> right? Like he's he's a totally different look than Jamie Tart, and a totally different look than Roy Kent, and a totally different look than Ted Lasso. And what I what clicked for me is that they are giving us examples of different ways in this situation for men to lead when we're looking at these four guys, because we also get opportunities to learn how women can lead too. but just styles in this literally and figuratively. And I just loved it because his representation uh, of of how you can do this and you just see the whole team just take off. And then, of course, he gets out on the field and he's just (laughs) he's a he's a he's a dynamo. All right. But let's get to the scene, though. Because we have the great scene where, right, these are the two alpha dogs who are going to square off in the striker position. They're going to compete like hell. And so they now square off and and uh, he walks up and I even wrote it down. He says, wow, that was on purpose. Yes. And Jamie sees him do that. That is, they're teeing us up for episode eight. That is the ultimate hustler move. It's the ultimate hustler move. He is about to hustle Jamie and Jamie does not see it coming. And it's awesome. And so, Rocky, when you said like he has this scene to me, it was, this guy's a killer. This guy is a killer. He is going to take Jamie's legs out today. And he says, you want to do this again tomorrow? And he says it nicely. But what he says is, we can come back out here tomorrow and I'm going to take your legs out again, buddy. And I loved it. I just thought it was awesome. Well, I the way I sort of looked at it is like, it, I mean, it was very like, it, it, I mean, I knew he wasn't doing it to be necessarily kind, but the way he did it, it was very, it, you know, because there's different ways of doing that, right? For sure. So it's sort of killing you with kindness, right? Like it's when you know that this person is probably rooting against you, right? He knew that. And he could either come directly at him, which probably wouldn't go well, or he could do it this way, which I feel like is a very smart move on his part because that's part of his personality too. He's You could tell that this is sort of, his sort of shtick, right? That's his, that's his way of dealing with things is sort of just being, you know, a smile on his face, dimples in his cheeks (laughs) and and sort of saying it this way so that you really can't, 
you know, it, it's hard to be defensive in the moment um, when he says it that way. I, 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 he totally disarms him. He disarms all of us. Like all of us are just sort of like in his sway at that point. Syed, what did you think? Was there a deliberateness in Danny Rojas uh, when he faces off with Jamie. I think you're absolutely right, Mark. And the more you think about it, I think he does have an edge, right? He's uh, he's all like smiles and everything, but he knows how phenomenally talented he is. And in a way, when you lose to somebody in a contest of skill, it almost stings more if it looks like they're not even trying that hard. They're just having a good time. <laughs> they're just kicking the ball totally. around and you're totally. doing, you're focusing all you can. And Danny Rojas is just like nailing these shots. So yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think, uh, you know, and I agree with Rocky too. I mean, he could have been, he could have gone for the bull by the horns, but the way the method he chose was uh, both more friendly and also more, <laughs> more savage at the same time. Which makes it even more savage. Jamie is in jeans, to be fair. That's a uh, like playing in denim. That's tough. That's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a handicap. But he didn't use it, and he lost. Uh, and I just loved it. Hustler scenes are endlessly satisfying. I love hustler scenes, and that actually brings us to a fun little topic, which I was going to come up in the locker room, but we're going to do it now. They talk about the best Martin Scorsese movie, and obviously, I can't remember who it was. Someone shouts out the color of money. One of the great hustler movies ever right i mean it's it's just so we have to talk about what is the best martin scorsese movie and syed i know you don't need crib notes for this i know you don't need to prepare you're ready for rounds you can do the grand rounds what's the best scorsese movie oh man it's gotta be good fellas right and and do you like him are you a uh, fan no i do like him i mean honestly the one i enjoyed the most watching them was I really enjoyed The Departed a lot, even though it's not considered one of his like canonical. Oh yeah. Great. But I, I like that one a lot. I like the, I like the original it was based on and I like the remake. Ugh, that out. I was going to say good, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with The Departed. I'm just going to stick with it. Horrendous take. <laughs> i think Rocky. you're just gonna be disinvited at this point oh i mean he's my, i can't disinvite yeah him, but yeesh that was brutal that was just rough to listen this is the to. opposite of a superstar man oh, this is like goodness uh, gracious <laughs> wow we can re-record this tomorrow i'm just shocked i didn't say the rocky. aviator dude i could have said the aviator. oh <laughs> rocky the best martin scorsese movie and are you a fan um, I'm a fan and, uh, I would, have, I would probably say Goodfellas as well. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know all of his entire sort of work, you know, but I, I do like Goodfellas. Yeah. Fair enough. I am not a huge fan. I think he needs an editor. I think he's had final cut on all of his movies for such a long time and they all run 40 minutes too long because he doesn't let anyone edit his movies. That being said, he did create probably, I mean, it's, I'm not being original when I say this, but the, the. The food scene, I love food scenes in movies, and the food scene in jail is pretty great. And the fact that it's his dad making the sauce, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, his dad's the one, like, putting the veal in, yeah. saying, oh, that's what the flip. <laughs> that's fun. I mean, I, I like it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. So, Syed, no, we're just going to collide over this for a while, I can tell. He's upset with me. <laughs> He's mad. Nah. Uh, okay, yeah, we're, we're probably going to fight about this. You have left, Syed, you left us the last episode with another one of a, 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 the, we, we need to come up with a name for it, but when, when Syed really just drops knowledge, but the blue and red. And so I watched this episode with a different eye looking at the blue and the red. And right, Ted sits down in the blue seats and they all begin to turn red. Oh, yeah. Well, what does this mean? 
Then there's the final scene where Ted is furious about the Jamie Tart transfer and they are both wearing blue, but they're angry with each other. I'm completely lost. Rocky, talk us through. You're the attending. Explain red and blue. <laughs> um, you know what? When I watched last night, I wasn't really, you know, sort of honed in on the red and blue um, th- through the, that specific episode. So I, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to that. So you mean when how they, are they when using he... dichotomy? How are they using dichotomy? How are they using opposition to make a point? Because I think that's what they're trying to do. Because Syed now is like he flipped the rock and now all I see is red and blue, but I don't feel like they're using it consistently. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of this sort of opposition. I mean, um, you know, when he talks about the two aces, right? And he says, yes. um, we have we have two aces. One of them is, I think he said, like seven is actually like a, turn, a seven of clubs or something like that. And then you sort of see the two aces and they're very different. And they're sort of the way that they, one is very much like a bringing the team together. The other one is very much like the team is all about him and he doesn't have to be at practice. And if he's not on the field, like it's, you know, the team is not going to succeed. You know, it's very, so I feel like that dichotomy, I I was really picked up on when he was talking about that a lot and about the players and sort of recognizing that this has to be a team. And that's why you had to get that one player out because he's sort of poisoning the team, right? I think that's, that's, that's very helpful because it's frustrating for me. I, I, I like to try to understand things, right? I, well, I like to think that I know these things and I I'm flustered and I get irritated when I'm flustered. Syed, what are you seeing with red and blue and with dichotomy as a larger strategic topic? Sure. And, and for the record, the red and blue thing, I could be completely wrong. You're not, (laughs) you're totally not. None of these things are by accident. You're not wrong. uh, The red and blue, the thing is I've just recently seen the matrix and the red pill and the blue pill in the matrix, the blue pill The concept is not so much about truth and deceit. The blue pill is more about continuing to live in a surface world that you want to be a part of that isn't really quite true, but it's comforting. And you want to hold on to that. Whereas the red pill is peeling everything away and you're going to the heart of the matter and what's really true and what's really important. And in a way, you know, Ted is in a sea of blue. And then the first thing he does, he sits down and turns one chair red. And then that chair goes to the next chair and goes to the next chair so in a way, um, the show is like, you know, appearances. This American coach doesn't know the rules of, so- of soccer, football, shows up. Um, and on its surface, it's a very kind of, you know, you expect a certain kind of show. When I first watched Ted Lasso, I wasn't expecting the depth that I got out of it. I was expecting like an SNL skit kind of level comedy. And so I think that's a big part of the show is as people and their, and the red and blue, it was more the episode I really paid attention to the one before this, you know, when he's, because we know um, you didn't pay attention to this one. You didn't yeah, watch Yeah, it. exactly. Dude, dude I, I will get back to you on this, but, but it's a classic student, <laughs> student response. That's the full quote for the episode yeah, that I'll put in the top I'll of the show. Back. I'll get back to you on this one. But you know, like when um, he's, his wife visits them, she's initially wearing blue and she tells him, yeah. I'll try harder. And he's yeah. wearing blue also. But then when it flashes back to the memory of all of them playing together, they're playing with a red fire engine. They're all wearing red together. The truth is they did have a good family and they did have something special. At the very end, when she says, you know, when he lets her go, he's wearing red. She's wearing red. There's two red phone box, phone boots behind them. So the colors, I think, I, you know, maybe they mean nothing, but I feel like there's a in scenes where there's a predominantly blue green color palette. 
what you're seeing happening is people operating on some level of deception or self-deception. And I feel like when the, the red color is more apparent, um, people are, are being more direct and honest. They're showing things as they really are. I'm going to just say one thing. You and Rocky are both wearing red shirts. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes, we are. <laughs> I can see you both, right? We have video. And I'm saying this for those who are listening. You both are wearing red shirts. I am wearing a green shirt. <laughs> Rocky, what would have to happen? Well, let, let me take a step back. Before we get to this question, that's 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 for the lock, the locker room. We do like to spend a minute taking a brick out of the pyramid of success and talking about it, not in a way of like forcing it into the narrative of the episode specifically, but just sort of reflecting on it. And there is always some amount of connection between the episode we've watched and this and this brick. But the one that I sent to you and to Syed for this one is intentness. Stay the course. When thwarted, try again, harder, smarter persevere relentlessly. I love the the relentlessly at the end of this, but when you reflect on intentness, both in the context of this episode, but also in the context of your work as a physician, as a whole person, and as a leader, where does intentness sort of fit into your strategic view? Yeah. So when I was looking at that brick and I was sort of trying to figure out like, what does, you know, what does intentness sort of mean and what you know, in terms of having to put it together, either with like work or with this episode, you know, the, some of the things that were coming up was like, you know, working hard, right. But working and not looking at just what the short term sort of um, outcomes are, but looking more long-term so that you're really looking at the perseverance and the patience without getting that immediate sort of gratification, I guess, of, of something that's happening. And um, one of the things that struck out to me, because after I was sort of looking at that intentness block is when I, that I watched was sort of Ted taking Jamie out of the game, right? So in the short term, that may not have uh, worked out to his benefit, right? But in the long term, which is what he was, that's why he was so mad when Rebecca had sort of sent him back to Manchester City, is that I would think I was start, finally starting to get to him, get through to him, right? And then just at that moment, he's yanked away. So he had sort of was putting in the work to get his plan to work in terms of the long term, but then wasn't able to sort of see that through. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Syed, intentness. The thing I love about the more episodes we do with the, these these uh, bricks, the pyramid of success, is Wooden is like Ted Lasso in the way that he picks words for a reason. He's so specific about the word choice. Intentness is a weird word to use in a way because what's the word we always use is perseverance, right? But just choose intent. You know, it's such a sharp, defined. The idea of it's not just persevering. When when you when you hit a bump in the road, you you try again, but you try harder and you try smarter. And this idea that you're you're bettering yourself as you're going through this perseverance. And so, um, to me, it's great because it implies also something that we all know is true: is that it's not always success, right? And Ted Lasso is very big about that. He doesn't come in and immediately win a bunch of games. In fact, he's losing a bunch of games. What defines our our path is is not that we succeed all the time. It's that how do we respond to the adversity that's inevitable and the setbacks that are inevitable. And that's what I like about intentness. And I think that's what Ted Lasso is a master at. Um, he is not phased by losing at all. 
at all. And, you know, in a way, I'm always sort of low-level tense when I watch Ted Lasso and they're in the middle of a losing streak because I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. Like some part of me is sweating bullets because I know what the sure. stakes are at the Premier League. But Ted Lasso right. is able to just function and it doesn't phase him because he's focused. He has that intent and he knows that he's going to persevere. This brick delighted me because it reminded me that even at 45, right, I'm, I, I'm, I am able to continue to adapt and change and do things differently. There was a rubric that I learned as a second year medical student getting ready to start my clinical rotations, which was work smarter, not harder. And it was really, really popular. Like it was just, that's what the, the, the second years who were on the rotations were teaching the ones who were about to start, like, you know, be efficient, all those sorts of things. But this brick reminds us to do both, that when you're thwarted, you work harder and you work smarter. And when I reread this, when I sent this to you guys a couple of days ago, I'm like, I'm going to stop saying work smarter, not harder. Do both. They're both valid. They're both correct. And I just, I love that those were put next to each other instead of hard work and smart work somehow being in opposition, which was quite honestly, the kind of mindset that I've carried for whenever that was to, it's been a minute. It's been long time since I remember hearing that for the first time and be like, oh, that's so clever. And I'm not putting them down or myself down, but it was big to say, no, no, these two things, they are in parallel. They're not in opposition. And that, that, that felt good, quite honestly. Speaking of feeling good, we have to go somewhere where we're all going to feel really good. And it's the locker room with Mark and Syed. Rocky, are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the first question is the same every time. The first question is, what is your ruling on tea? I like tea. Yes. I'm not a big yeah, I'm not a big coffee drinker, so oh. <laughs> but I'm not a big tea drinker either. I don't drink a lot of caffeine. So yeah. yeah. I'm still All taking right. this as a win, Mark. I'm still taking but, it. Uh, me too. I, I mean <laughs> you're still a first call Hall of Famer, but wow. You didn't have to tell us you didn't like coffee. <laughs> well, I know how, I mean I know all about the, you know. <laughs> About your, I forgot the hashtag even. Med, med grind. grind. Med grind. Med grind. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I will say this though. You know what makes it up? You know what cancels this all out? You take pictures of the food that you make and the food that you grow and you just post it. And it's like, it's like, um, it's like an Odalangi cookbook of quality. Like the colors oh gosh, are so vibrant <laughs> and the tomatoes are like, they, they like luminesce. And that's just, you know, dinner on Wednesday. It's unbelievable. So credit to you for that. Oh, thank you. What is your reaction, Syed? We'll start with you on this one. What is your reaction when you think of, hear, see, or smell bath bombs? Bath bombs? What is my reaction? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm not a bath person in general. Um, I don't. you have issues with drying of your skin like Nate? Oh, wait, exactly. you didn't watch the episode again. You don't no, know. No, 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 I do. Like Nate. Exactly like Nate. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I fit in. I'm part of the team. Darn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess they smell good. I, I don't really have a strong opinion on them. I, I just never use them. I'm, I'm too big okay. to fit in most bathtubs. I just shower. <laughs> I have a very strong opinion about them. They disappoint me because they look like they should be edible. They look like a dessert. And they smell like dessert, and they're not. And I feel like it's a bait and switch every time. Rocky, bath bombs, what's your response? 
they remind me of like going to the mall and like, you know, and entering like a bed, bath and body works, you know, and like you have all the smells and all of that. Yeah. So that's what they sort of remind me of. Um, and then it just sort of reminds me of my kids when they were younger and they used to love oh, to take, you know, bubble nice. baths. So that's right on. <laughs> Mark, have you ever... Having two girls, they love that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Mark, have you ever bitten into a bath bomb? We need to know. Yes. <laughs> I had to. I, I, I was like... <laughs> It looks, it looks like a, I, ugh, it was a mistake. I mean, it's, 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 soap. it's just yeah. fancy. soap. yeah, but I had to do it. I, sh- I was old enough to know better too. And I did it anyway. All right. This one is for both of you. But we're going to start with Rocky. What would have to happen? And you're not getting out of this. You have to answer what would have to happen for you to run through the clinic, shouting your name over and over again. Oh my gosh. First, everyone have to take their cell phones and put them away so that no one can record. <laughs> but literally to run with your arms out, just shouting your um, name as you ran. Gosh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think anything. I, I can't think of oh, cool. anything so you'll that do like... it tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I love what I do every day, so it's not like I'm sort of in this grind and then if I had a really good day I would consider doing it. I, I actually love just day to day be working with the residents and the students and being in clinic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think anyone could even pay me to do that. That would just be so out of character for me. <laughs> Maybe someday before you retire. I would I would work. totally chant other people's names though. Like my team and the residents. I would totally do that. Yeah. I would do that any day. And that is why they all love you. Syed, what would it take for you to run through the dialysis unit shouting your name? Dude, what makes you think I don't do that every day? Uh, like right uh, now is my Alex. baseline. I enter. I'm like, Dr. Okay, T! He's... Dr. T! <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. He's here. He's here. <laughs> like, great. He's here. Uh, <laughs> that jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it would take some mind-blowing good news. Like, I don't know what, though. Yeah. I couldn't do it in the hospital because, I mean, there's patients in there and they would be <laughs> like, what's going on? But if I was like in a meeting or something like that, actually, now that I say that, maybe I should do it at SHM at the annual meeting. Maybe I should that could be your around. intro. We'll play, we'll play Metallica and then you come until out they, going, Mark Shapiro! <laughs> until they tell me to stop. <laughs> we get that security. That would be awesome. Yeah, seriously, can we really can we get some security in here? All right, this is a really good question for for Rocky, given you're the attending. Is semantic satiation contagious? Um, I think it is. I mean, it's happened to me before. You know, you say it's like a regular word, and all of a sudden you say it, or you try to spell it. I don't know if that's happened to me too. And I'm like, wait, is that how you spell that word? And it's something very, you know, just... Not not a difficult word, but yeah, that's happened to me before. And I'm like, wait, how do you say this again? <laughs> I totally agree. It's like yawning. I think it's absolutely contagious. And, and actually, when he was saying plan, I was like, oh. wait, how do I say it? So I was saying it too. Totally. Remember, I started texting you guys plan, plan, plan. <laughs> oh, God. It's, and then you start saying it wrong with an accent. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Syed, do you believe in curses? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, I believe in the power of, of what you, what you believe as a person. So if you believe in curses, I believe they will have an effect on you because of your belief in them. But I personally do not think they exist. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> You've challenged the gods now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rocky, do you believe in curses? No, no, I mean, not really. I feel like everything happens for a reason. But I think that sort of what to what Syed says is that if you believe that, then you'd sort of focus on the negative, right? So if you um, believe that, I don't know, like the Friday the 13th is always bad luck for you, then probably that day, everything that happens that maybe you wouldn't have put your focus on, you blame it on that as opposed to, you know, sort of things happen, right? And you just have, sort of have to think about the the positive things. And if you sort of put your focus on those, those are the things that you're going to remember from the day, right? So yeah, that's sort of the way I sort of look at it. It's fun having someone on the show who's like 10x smarter than both of us, Syed. This is good. This is helpful. <laughs> Not at all. I, I, believe in, I believe in them in the context of sports. I enjoy curses and jinxes and superstitions in my intake of sports of all sports if the team is doing well and i'm sitting a certain way like i'm there i'm locked in if the pitcher's throwing a no hitter you do not talk to the pitcher while they're throwing a no hitter like don't do that um so in that context i do it because i think it adds to my enjoyment it just makes things a little bit more fun um but in general no i i don't believe that we have control of the world around us but i also don't believe we can like put a put a curse on somebody that all being said, because we enjoy it in the context of sports, what are you going to throw in the curse fire? Rocky, you get to do this one first. Oh, my gosh. If it has to be something that's really, really meaningful, I'd probably throw I'd have to put in like my planner because I don't think I could. Live without oh, it. <laughs> so it has to be something because I love lists. So like, I mean, all of my important things are still like on my, you know, electronic calendar, but yeah. I have like a planner that I've like, you know, write my list. So it's, you know, if it has to be something really meaningful that, you know, probably, to lift probably the curse. That. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Syed, how about you? Similar to Rocky, but when I was an intern, I was a notorious black cloud, probably because I was close because oh. I didn't believe in it. But um, I had one night, which was just so bad that I was using like four colors of highlighter to separate the tasks I had to do. And it looked like a street map of Boston. So my, my paper sign out sheet, so at the end, when I finished my residency, I framed that paper um, just to, you know, show how bad it was. So I would throw that paper away. I would burn it and All exercise right, the demons. I, I would do the same. And there is a there is a very specific, there is one curse in our profession in, in medicine. If you're on call, you do not say, wow, it's really quiet tonight. You don't you just don't do that. Um, I did it once, full disclosure, and the resident got annoyed and we got blown out of the water the rest of the night. Um, don't say it's quiet when it's quiet. That that's fair. I mean, I I would throw you know something very important to me. It's very very meaningful for me. Um, it would be hard to live without, but I would muddle through. I'd throw Syed into the curse fire. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> unbelievable! See if you believe in the men, pal. This yeah, <laughs> this is the episode that Matt Lasso. This is the one fell apart, became dead Lasso. <laughs> Diane's going to come at me strong in the next episode. My enthusiasm is fireproof, Mark. Fireproof. (laughs) I'm going to come out like a phoenix. Oh my gosh. He'll be the phoenix risen. This is a, it's one of those opportunities though, where we get to spend some time together. And what I'm loving the most about the, the most, one of the things I'm loving about this experience is we are getting to have people on who barring crossing paths in person i'm not sure that when we would have had the chance to speak and so having rocky on in this sort of a setting is really fun because for me 
having talked to people who know her and I'm talking, I know you're still on Rocky, but we're talking about <laughs> you who know her. There, there are people in our profession that are like, they're, they're just sort of, there's a, there's a remove, not in a bad way, but there's a little bit of a remove of like, that's where, boy, it would be fun to be in that space. And everyone I know who has talked to me about Rocky has said something in that vein of like, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's the rest of us. And then there's her, uh, and having you on, like, I get it. Um, the, the little things that you say, the observations about your teams and how you, it's just been absolutely delightful. I hope this doesn't embarrass you. I'm leaving it in. It's been absolutely delightful. Oh, it's been awesome being here. I don't, I mean, I was a little nervous because you guys are so insightful and funny and I'm not really that funny, so, (laughs) but, but it's been really fun. Rocky, I agree with everything. I agree with everything Mark said, and I will be emailing your request for letter of recommendation. I don't even know what it's for, but I'm just going to save it and someday. I was going to say, like, can I have one too? Yeah, can I just have a letter, a generic letter of recommendation, (laughs) a med lasso letter of recommendation, (laughs) please? (laughs) I highly recommend you for this amazing podcast. (laughs) That's right. What? So let's wrap up on this. If we were going to ask Rocky for a letter of recommendation, what would it be for? Syed, what would you want? You have to you have to answer, and I have to answer too. Rocky, if you wanted one from Syed and I, written together and signed together, what would it be for? If I, I would want one for Rocky from Rocky, for if I was to apply, there there are some really really like um, specific and uh, I guess elite um, leadership trainings that are out there. And there's one that I'm sort of circling. I haven't decided if I want to apply for it, but if I did, I'd want a letter from you for that. I would in a heartbeat, I would do it. All right, cool. What about you, Syed? I would just need a letter for any sort of <laughs> just for anything. like Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Anything where I need a little bit of extra leverage on my side, I just keep the letter on me laminated. Yeah. I will. How about this? I will write a little, um, uh, review of the book that you write. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's awesome! <laughs> your, your writing is amazing. Uh, thank you. So <laughs> that was really good. That was, that really, was good. really good. Yeah. All right. Can we? What? What letter can we write for you? It'll um, be in crayon. It's going to be a mess. I mean, it's going to no, be. No, it'll be Finger awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love a letter from you about just sort of. Uh, teaching, uh, leadership award, that kind of thing. All right. Yeah. We should, you know what we should do? We should all go on med Twitter, like after this episode drops and we should start talking about like, why are we not writing letters of recommendation for each other? Just to like send to each other. Right. Everyone says like, you never get to hear your own eulogy. Like why doesn't Syed get a letter of recommendation for me just to like carry around? Why don't I get one from Rocky just to like have some nice words from someone that I think is cool. We should totally it could be a letter. It other. could be a letter of appreciation. How's that? It's, yeah. Wow. This is this is legit. We should we should <laughs> think about this. There's something here. Speaking of things being here, this was awesome. Love doing this, Rocky. What a treat! Thank you so much for coming on. This was totally cool. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun. Oh, and where do people find you so they can see the food pictures? Oh, um, Twitter is uh, Rocky Bayani MD. So it's R A K H E E. B-H-A-Y-A-N-I-M-D on Twitter. 
You don't post them on a regular basis. It's not like on a certain day. They're I, sporadic. Yeah, I don't. It's uh, yeah. it's really sporadic. I, you know, most of my postings is are about just sort of like medical education or gender equity issues. But every once in a while, I throw in something uh, more personal. I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Sayed, we did it. We are we are more than halfway done with season one. Um, I think we got to blaze through. I think we got to hustle. Like I don't want to slow down, but we are going to have a lull, and I'm starting to see that. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. Not as uncomfortable as the fact that you didn't watch the episode before we had to record. <laughs> yeah, you're more than halfway through. I'm, I think I'm still at the halfway point. <laughs> but, totally. uh, no, you know, it's funny, though. Even though I didn't get to do my whole deep dive rewatch thing, I really do remember this episode. I think this was, uh, at the time I saw it, I loved favorites. it. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this was a really yeah. good episode. This is a Danny Rojas episode. It's the Danny Rojas episode. I know. It's a, it's a really, really great one. The next one is... Um, we finished so strong. The next, the next four are like they really are the murderers row of of the series. Seven, eight, nine, ten of season one is just it's a monster. It's going to be fun to do it together, pal. We'll be back. Syed, thank you. Rocky, thank you. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks. It was great. My thanks to Rocky and Syed for joining me. This was a blast. Season one, episode six of Ted Lasso in the can for this Med Lasso arc. We'll be back doing more very soon. Follow us on Twitter with the hashtag MedLasso. Join in the conversation for sure. I am on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and email me mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Big thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's executive MBA and executive fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Check it out if you have not. It is a great program. It's a great opportunity. If you're ever thinking about these things, give it a look. It's a great place to start your research. It's got a great pedigree. We will be back soon with more great content from Explore the Space. We'll be back soon with more Med Lasso from Explore the Space. Until then, take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.